Dear Heavenly Father, we just love you. I know I, I like to uh, kid and sometimes just have a good time. But dear Lord, I just pray for your conviction, even on myself and each, everyone here. Help us not to look towards each other, but help us to just say it's good studying the Bible. It's good. I'm so glad that you're faithful to us. You're gentle with us. You're forgiving. Because I think the more we study the Bible, we always find out how short we are of truly knowing the Bible. We just don't live the way we should, and we're so mortal, and uh, we're so just finite compared to how infinite you are. And dear Lord, I just pray that this just would be one more time that we can just open our minds, give us understanding, open our heart, help us just to be more Christian emotionally, spiritually, physically, all the way around, dear Lord. We just need to be a bright light in a dark world, and we love you and thank you in your name. Amen. And talking about being a bright light, thank you for all those involved in Dunkirk Fair. There was like 108 that I know of um, that gave professions of faith. But I do want to give a word of counsel to you. 90% of everybody was led by two people. How many people are in this room? 108 people were led pretty much 90% of them by two people. Um, as a goal, uh, maybe look at it. I'm not saying you have to go to the Dunker Fair. <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, if I just get one more person or two more people, we really probably need to be better stewards of giving out the gospel. Um, I'm just saying that not to spank you or make you feel bad. Um, yes, the old adage, what is it, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. I understand that. But like Brother Sean said, we are a family. Amen? So let's just keep working towards that. Amen? So maybe next year you could say, hey, my goal is to lead more people to the Lord and I can contribute a little more. I don't care if it's giving out more. Uh, it was a little, I call it the Rusty Fair this year because <laughs> it was just three years since we've done it and it's been that long, which is amazing. But I'm just thankful for another chance to serve God. Amen? Well, Study on counsel. There's bad counsel. I think we've all been around bad counseling. Um, Job 5.13 says a phrase that is still, it, like you ever just read through Job and you just barely remember anything? I'm one of them. It's just Job is very tough. It's actually made in a poem. The whole entire Job is made in a poem, but it's in, it's in Jewish poems. Jewish poems actually are repeat um, themselves. That's their rhythm. The rhythm is not rhyming. It's the rhythm is repeating. So you've ever heard uh, statements like this? The tree fell down where the tree fell down. The tree fell down where God blessed. You'll see it like the repeated phrase and you'd be like, why did they repeat that three times? Because that's Jewish rhythm. That's how they do it. So a lot of times when you read Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, um, Job, that's their style of Jewish is the rhythm. So that's why it's sometimes hard. So sometimes it's hard getting some of the phrase on there. But there's a phrase in there that really hit me one day and it started the whole entire uh, study. It says, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness and the counsel of the forward is carried headlong. If there's anything that hurts us in Job, the counsel of the forward, which means just wicked people. Just be careful who you're around. 
I don't care what anybody says. Birds of the feather, what, what? Flock together. That means counsel of the forward. Could be good, could be bad. But if you're in the wrong crowd, guarantee your counseling will probably be corrupt because you are surrounded by corrupt people. Now, yes, I know a lot of you say, well, I'm trying to minister to them. But if a high percentage of your time is with the forward, your counsel probably will be of the forward. And that is some of the worst advice I've ever heard. Um, There's nothing worse than, I mean, I've been around a lot of people. Actually, I have my two bodyguards here, Julio and Alex, call my bodyguards. And uh, they're, they're awesome. We've, without them, we probably couldn't even do camp this year. I've borrowed them way too many times, and I owe them so much. But probably the biggest thing we ever talk about is count, bad counseling with bad friends. And it's amazing what bad friends will make us do, isn't it? And we sit there and say, we may, remember the phrase, it's an oxymoron what I just said. Bad friends make us do bad things. But is that true? No, because we make that decision. That's the problem with the counsel of the forward. We automatically get wrong concepts. Um, Psalms 83.3 talks about the crafty counsel against thy people. Uh, Psalms 1.1, we know this one. Blesses the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. There's just something about being in the wrong crowd. Um, Psalm 64 two says the secret counsel of the wicked. Something about it, like openly people won't give you good advice, but then they'll take you to the side and, Hey, I think you should do this. And I, I, and then you not thinking, or you just get this secret counsel. Yeah, I think that's right. And you don't get any other counsel and then it could destroy you. Be careful. I've known many people lose their jo- jobs. I've seen people lose a lot of things over just secret counsel. Just, you got it from the wrong people secretly. And then, of course, Isaiah 7, 5 talks about the evil counsel. I mean, we all know in Matthew 27, 1, when the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. In that setting, who are the people that put Jesus to death? Who was it that put him to death? You can talk. I'll let you talk. I like inter- interaction. Who was the one that put him to death? Let me read it again. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. Who put him to death? It was the elders, the older people. And the chief priests, which were the preachers. Okay? This was not the bad crowd. This is actually probably the good crowd. This is probably the church crowd. This is the synagogue crowd. They're the ones that got together and counseled and said, we got to do something about Jesus. Get him out of here. I wonder sometimes if Jesus walked through our doors, would we, not knowing who he is, would we give good counsel against him? And say, man, this guy's just too radical. I guarantee we would. We, we'd sit there and say we love Jesus, but if he came in with the wisdom that Jesus had and what he did in the church, I don't think most of us would. We'd probably chase him out. 
we'd probably counsel against, man, this guy's so radical. Man, what is the problem with him? I can't believe he even got the money out of here. He was, oh, he wouldn't even talk to the children. Oh, man, there's, I don't know. But throughout the Bible, you'll see people counseled against him. I hope we're not one of them. Ezekiel talked about the wicked counsel in this city. Even the, there's more examples of that. I mean, in Acts 9.23, And after many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. Proverbs 12.5, The thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsels of the wicked are deceit. Second Chronicles 22.2-3, The mother was his counselor to do wickedly. Isn't that a phrase? His mother was his counselor to do wickedly. And that was talking about a king. His mom got him to do wrong. One thing, if I could ever hit on anything, in the, working with you for a long time in just adults, period, I can't believe how many times, and I mean, I know I'll get shot for this, but hey, this is, I'm used to it. How many, what is it every time the kid gets, uh, kid get, does something wrong, so let's just, what, ground him from church? Yeah. <laughs> He's not doing good, so let's just ground him from VBS, or let's ground him from, I don't know. I've just seen it over and over and over again. It's amazing how I've talked to parents that, through the years, that would just stare at me and go, my kid's acting so bad. And I said, hey, you know, we're trying to help him. Well, I just don't believe you would help him. I'm like, so, okay, so he was caught stealing with these kids, so you're going to let them be with them, but you won't let them be in church. <laughs> I remember saying these conversations, going, okay. And the mother's like, you don't know what you're talking about. But that's, I mean, hey, it's okay. We all will stand before God someday. But I hope you as an older person, not just as a mother, but as an elder, that you will not be a counselor to someone younger to do wicked. I will say one thing. Most kids, most people that um, smoke cigarettes here were probably an older person that got cigarettes for you because you weren't old enough. Most people that drank their first time underage was probably because an older person helped the younger person do wrong and counseled them to do it. First time someone seen pornography is probably from an older person that was influencing and counseling a younger person to see the wrong thing because we want to make this person a man. I'm telling you, it's wicked. And it shouldn't be said in this room. And I shouldn't even have to say that things. People say I say things I shouldn't. But the reality is we have to stop. There's enough older people, younger people here. Let's not play the games. Let's stop being fake. Let's stop being bad counselors. I don't know who you are. I have to tell myself. I have to be careful. Because God is not mocked. Amen. Even Psalms 81.12 talks about own counsels. We could go on all day. But there is, there's example over and over in the Bible about like uh, bad counseling examples. You know, in uh, 1 Corinthians 4.5 talks about, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. And I love this. And will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. And then shall every man have praise of God. Did you just hear that? Let me go through that. 
That's a very sobering thought, just the word counsel. Advice. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. And then shall every man have praise of God. There will be a judgment day. I don't look forward to it. He even in the Old Testament even says, woe to the man that looks to the judgment day. Because some people say, I can't wait to get to heaven. Oh, no, I can. Because when I die, to go to heaven, I'm going to probably be judged before God. Woe to the man that looks forward to it. Like, oh, I can't wait to be before God. I don't know. I didn't live as holy as I think I should have. And I think, just like he said, he will bring every hidden thing. He will bring our hidden counsels. But then when it's all done, then he'll praise you. But until then, I'm not really looking forward to it. Are you? <laughs> I hope not. Because I'm telling you. But good counsel is what we want. Look, uh, 2 Samuel 17, 14 talked about the Lord hath appointed the defeat of the good counsel of Ahithophel. That's actually funny. We, can't, we don't have time for that one. But Psalms 55, 14, we took sweet counsel together. Proverbs 27, 9 talks about uh, the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. Proverbs 24, 6, for by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war. Zechariah 6.13, the counsel of peace. Acts 20.27, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Um, I would say one thing that I have noticed, I'm old enough to know two generations now. When I grew up in the 80s, I'm an 80s child, was born in the 70s. Love the 80s. We didn't have internet. Amen. (laughs) No, I'm not against internet at all. But I have noticed, since we've had the internet, I've noticed people have less friends. Yes, you have many friends on Facebook. I get it. I understand. But I have noticed, did you notice how many times it said, sweet counsel of thy friend, sweet counsel of thy friend? It's really hard to have very close relationships over the internet. Am I right or wrong on that? Yeah. But I think a lot of people, even the younger generation now, thinks they're getting such hearty counsel from their friends all around the world, but they don't know anybody face to face. Because there's something about having friends. And these should be your best friends. Look around. These are your best friends. This is what you should be getting counsel from. Christians. I mean, I love, I mean, hey, I can go on YouTube and watch every preacher out there. But he's not going to be at the hospital visiting me. He's not going to bury me. He's not going to even counsel me. He's not going to even help me. Yes, he's a great preacher on YouTube. I love it. But truly, we need friends. Okay? The problem is, is, and we'll get to the subject next. The problem is, is when you do have friends, and you do get close to each other, eventually, what is it called? Iron sharpeneth what? Iron, which means you will eventually, you know, there's one thing is when you can build trust with someone eventually to the point where they can counsel you back and forth and you can do it objectively, not emotionally. And at the end of the day, you sit back and say, that was, that was good. I like that advice. The problem is there has to be trust in that relationship. The problem is, is I've seen too many people think they can give the counsel without the trustee, without the trust. 
built in the relationship, so all is taken as is an offense. Do you understand what I mean? You ever been in that position where you try to give advice? You know, you see this kid getting really bad, and you say, if I were you, I would, and then the parent looks at you and goes, wait, is... You know, they just stare at you like, you don't know me. And I'm like, that's a good point. Yes, I'll retract everything, you know. Because there's no trust built there. But there's something about trust built. There is something about trust built. I've seen people kill people over trust. They trust each other, they confine, and they kill people. I've seen it all around the world. But I've also seen people get together get good counsel, trust each other, and see them do something great for God. It goes both ways. But you can't do it without having friendships, without having relationships. Do you understand what I'm saying? You need friends. We need friends. We need friends. We need to make friends, amen? The only way we'll reach this world is if we make friends. But we need friends so we can help each other. Example, here's some just good, good counsel. For instance, Proverbs 11:14. Where no counsel is, the people... That was close. <laughs> I would always thought that. That's why I said that. It actually is the people fall. I just think it's funny. Because even when I said it, I went, oh, I know this verse. And I went, oh, where no counsel is, the people perish. And I went... No, it's people fall. Well, that's interesting. But, okay, but that's just probably because it's close to the other one. Good counseling will keep you from falling. The problem is, is as soon as we run into someone that actually sort of like, you know, gets close to you or will, what, what is it, agitate you because they actually said something you didn't like, then what's, the fir- what's our first reaction? <laughs> I don't want to be around this person. I don't care to be around this person. I don't want his advice, even though I know he's right, but he has no right to say that. (laughs) I will be the first one to say, hey, I remember doing that as a child, even until now. Okay? A lot of times we get so quickly offended. Hey, be careful. So many times. But without counsel, you're just going to fall. You need some good people to put yourself around. Do you notice how this points to, if you're in a good church, it sort of takes care of itself? Did you notice this? You have people around you, you have pastors, you have... I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Proverbs 15.22, without counsel purposes are... Ooh, someone said it. Say it louder. Disappointed. Disappointed. See, good counsel will actually help get... Things done. Purposes are not disappointed without counsel. How many have ever, I know, I'm one of those guys, you know, every Christmas you get something, I don't need the directions, I'll just put it together, right? Amen? Any of you that, that way? No. Some of you are just like, no, never, you know? <laughs> it's amazing how disappointed it gets when you're like, oh, I better look. Because <laughs> you're like, why is this not going? You know, you get all frustrated. I remember my dad every Christmas. He'd get something cool, and he tried to put it together, and I remember he'd get all frustrated, and then he would do exactly that. He'd go, oh, why, why, you know what? Let me see. <laughs> he would always go over, he goes, okay, okay. You know, <laughs> it wasn't that severe or anything, but it, it's, 
But that's just a microcosm of big problems. There's many purposes, many times we say, what do I want to do with my future? What do I, how do I want to get married, children, raising my... I mean, you know how many broad subjects to come out? But with good counsel, hey, it, your life won't be disappointed. You're not going to look at your life and go, man, that was just a lot of regrets. No understanding. Deuteronomy 32, 28. Void of counsel, neither, for they are a nation void of counsel. Neither is there any understanding in them. Um, there's nothing worse. Don't you wish you could advise the President of the United States? <laughs> I think everybody likes to advise him. <laughs> you know, and it doesn't matter what the pre- who's the president. We always you know want to advise him. It's sort of like watching a football game, and we're like, Coach, what are you doing? If you would have done this, 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 you know, as you're sitting on your couch over, you know, you're not in shape. You can't even get up to grab the remote, you know. <laughs> But we have all this advice to give. Hey, get to the point. Don't get to the point where you're void of counsel. That is a dangerous phrase in the Bible. Void of counsel. I would probably say we have would probably have a lot more older people here or even younger people here if it wasn't that they're so void of counsel. When they ran into a problem, instead of going to their parents or you know, pastor or other people that could have helped them, they just ignored everyone and said, I know better. I think we've all been there, haven't we? Oh, I know better than everyone. But God said no. See, void is just... But see, the benefits are out of this world. Psalm 73, 24 says, Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel. Counsel is my is mine and sound wisdom. He that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. Proverbs nineteen twenty. Thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Proverbs twenty eighteen. For every purpose is established by counsel. Proverbs fifteen twenty two. In the multitude of counselors, they are established, which is foundation. There's nothing worse than watching people crumble. I know people my age that lost everything. I wouldn't want to redo my life over at 47 years old. I wouldn't want to just do everything in life all over again because everything we had our life based on crumbled. But many of us know what it's like before we got saved and said, that was my life before I met God. But like me, I'm the second generation, third generation, I don't know, we're up to five generations, but each generation continues if they get saved. But my great-grandmother was saved. I lived in a Christian home, but that did not guarantee anything. You still had to base your relationship on the Lord Jesus Christ. And without that, I don't care how many relatives you have that are Christians. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times at the Dunkirk Fair... When I was talking to people, and I got to give the gospel out to 50, probably close to 60 people. Many of them would say nothing because the first words out of their mouth was, oh, my, my dad's a pastor. And I would say, hey, are you 50, 75? Oh, I'm like 50, but it's okay. My uncle's a priest. My dad's a pastor. My mother's a pastor. I've heard it all at Dunkirk. And I'm sitting there going, just because a relative, they're, they're good. Well, I am telling you, some of you second generations that are here that grew up in the church, it doesn't matter if they grew up in the, if you grew up in the church, 
Dr. Malone used to say, just because kittens were born in a, what would they say? Ah, oh, he said it all the time. Something like, if kittens were born in a bread basket, it doesn't make them biscuits or something like that. And he, you know, he used to say the most odd things, but they always came, you know, I always remember them. But it's true, because what he would say is just because you were brought up here doesn't mean you're going to be a Christian. You have to have a relationship with God. You better get some good purpose established by good counsel. Multitude of counselors, they are established. Safety. Multitude of counselors, there is safety. Multitude of counselors, there is safety. It's actually said twice. Do you think God's trying to get that in your head? There's very few phrases ever said twice in the Bible, and that's one of them. Proverbs eleven fourteen, where the, no counsel is, the people fall, but the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 24, 6, for the wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and, exact quote, multitude of counselors, with an S, there is safety. Not just one person, get many. Hey, anytime you make any kind of decisions, and this is something that will help you, and listen to this well. Don't just get, okay, if we want to get at least three, what do they say that? If you're going to build something, you want what? Three quotes, right? Why is it we get that more of a benefit of the doubt than if we do something even more important spiritually and we will like talk to that many people about it? Because it's like, it's an unspoken. <laughs> I'm not getting on unspoken, but so many times we live in this. We'll get three quotes to build a building from people just because we want to make sure it's the right price. But we won't get three counsels from people to do a very big decision in your life. Usually it's zero. That's sad. Listen, don't do that. You will be blessed. If you just get some safety, which is counselors. Do you notice it said multitude? And it said counselors. There's joy. The counselors of peace is joy. Now, how we get it, and we're running out of time. There's much more. We have to ask God first for counsel. It's probably the most important part is what I'm going to say now. I mean, Judges 18 talks about that. Isaiah 9, 6 talks about the counselor with a capital C. Proverbs 19, 21 talks about the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. Isaiah 30, verse 1, Woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me. Um, Isaiah 29, 15, Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord. Do you see the rhythm here? Go to God first. I think sometimes we go to God last. Listen to older men's counsel. 1 Kings 12, 8, He forsook the counsel of the old men. 1 Kings 12, 13 through 14, the same thing. 2 Chronicles 10, 6, what counsel give you to return an answer to this people? 2 Chronicles 10, 8 talked about the same thing. He forsook the counsel of the old men. Uh, 2 Chronicles 10, 13, the king answered them roughly, and King Roboam forsook the counsel of the old men. Proverbs 19, 20 says, Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. I just repeated that one again. But I want you to understand, sometimes there's so much wisdom in age and experience, and it's amazing how many people never ask. I mean, can I pick on you, Michael Mara? Good. Because he would said, no, I wouldn't have picked on him. I've just picked on someone else, Kyle. It's sort of related. Now, <laughs> hey, he's old enough that he's retired, right? 
He did well with what he had to do. I mean, it's not perfect. I'm sure there's a lot of things he wished he would have probably done differently, especially with the inflation now. He's probably like, oh, I would have maybe changed a little. But I guarantee he has experience with those things. So why would you do something and not ask? Say, hey, you know what? I know he knows about that, so ask him. There's other people that know how to do things around here. I don't even dare do something unless I either ask Sean or John and say, I have no idea what to do on this mechanics because, and I'm not just going to be stupid and just take a hammer and hit it. Sometimes I want to and just say, oh, it's just not working. But I always ask. Those that are older than me, even if they're younger than me, they might have more experience than me. So don't take this pride issue of, I'll just figure it out myself. That's foolish. It's dumb. Okay? Do, these, these ones, and we'll end with this. I mean, do not ask counsel from witchcraft. It's amazing that I even have to say that. First Chronicles 10.13 says, For ask, <laughs> So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel at one that had a familiar spirit. I hope no one in this room goes to Ouija board or goes to tarot cards or anything, horoscope, or just watches things on YouTube that are satanic and you say, well, yeah, that's a good advice. What? I, just, I, I just hope it doesn't happen here, but I know it does. The percentage is here. Listen to a man of God's counsel, the pastor. Second Chronicles 25.6. Because thou hast done this and hast not hearkened to my counsel. And that's talking about the prophet talking to the king. And he said, this is going to come to you because you haven't listened to my counsel. And guess what's going to happen to you, king? And then he has this whole litany of this is what's going to happen and everything happened that he said. The only time you see that phrase, hast not hearkened to my counsel. And that's not talking about Jesus Christ. It's actually talking about a prophet that talked to a king. You didn't take my counsel, and here's guess what's going to happen. And then we'll end with this. Job 38.2, like five minutes over. Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Who is this that hideth counsel without knowledge? Um, be careful people ask you things that you don't know anything about, and you fake it without knowledge. I've run into so many people that said, well, so-and-so told me this, and, it, and this is a biblical thing. And I said, where is that in the Bible? And they'd be like, oh, he swore to me that was in the Bible, and this is like a, a biblical thing. And I'm like, where is that in the Bible? And people just stare at me and go, I don't know, why are you being so hard? I'm like, I'm not trying to be hard. I just don't understand. How are you saying this is a biblical thing? Where is that in the Bible? Well, he said so. Be careful where you get your advice from. Be careful who you go. Make sure it's grounded on the only word that's infallible, because man is infallible. Amen? Base everything we have as much as possible. And one thing about Pastor Cole, he, even if he doesn't have a verse, he'll try to find one. That's why I always tell people at Dunkirk Fair, I love leading people to the Lord, because I go, hey, I'll at least show you from the Bible, give you as much counsel as I can, and if I don't know, come back tomorrow, because I'll try to look for the answer. Because it's the truth. I know it's in here somewhere. And there's an answer to every question is in here. Every 
Everything. It's in here. Problem is, you got to dig. And it doesn't come easy. So let's end our prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you. Just help us. Dear Lord, we need counsel. We need good advice. I know some understand this well, but I think we all can be pushed to do this better, to be better counselors to those around us, to help those. Sometimes we need to say something, sometimes we don't need to say something. But dear Lord, give us the conviction, give us the discernment to give the right advice from your word. But above all things, dear Lord, help us that we'd be in your word so we'd have good counseling, that we'd surround ourselves with good Christian workers, pastors, friends, relatives. Dear Lord, we need that we live in such a dark world. And we thank you for friendship that truly is friendship that iron sharpeneth iron. And we love you, we thank you, and ask all these things in your name. Amen.